Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome to Living Inside Out today. I'm your host, Joy Ross. And before we go any further, I just want to take a moment to say a special welcome and shout out to our first time listeners. Hey, if you are listening today for the first time, I want to know where are you listening from in the world? And I want to know what resonated with you today as you listen. Listened. So go ahead and drop me a quick note at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com and let me know today was your first day and what moved you, what touched you, what inspired you as you listened. And for our regular listeners, welcome back, you guys. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you take time to tune in week after week. And here's the thing, whether we've personally met before or not, what I believe we all have in common is that you guys are committed to personal development. You're committed to showing up every day as the best version of you. And I share that commitment. And in fact, this show was created specifically with you, the listener, in mind. My aim, my intention on this show week after week is to have conversations that are uplifting, encouraging, positive, and most importantly, to share stories of personal transformation from the inside out. Each show, we are intentional about wanting to share tips, tools, simple micro steps, actions that you guys can begin taking today to help you in your journey to live a life of more joy, fulfillment, freedom, and abundance, and simply to help you show up as the best version of you in whatever role that you're playing in life. I want to encourage you guys and invite you right now to also go ahead and grab a pen and some paper so that you can jot down whatever is helpful for you today. You might want to write down a tip that's shared or an action step, something that you want to try to implement in your life. So again, we are all about personal transformation on this show. And in fact, my personal transformation journey is the inspiration for this show. Some of you know my story, but for the benefit of those of you who don't, for many years, I lived my life by society's blueprint for success. You guys know that blueprint, right? It kind of says, hey, if you do these things, follow these steps educationally, in your career, uh, in your finances, right? And you achieve these goals and you do all these things that at the end of that will be a rainbow and a pot of gold and happy ever after. But here's what I found, you guys. And in, more importantly, here's what I received a deep revelation on. There's no amount of education. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of titles or career or business success or no amount of material possessions that can bring us true joy, fulfillment, or happiness. Contrary to what society says, reaching outside of ourselves to acquire and attain and achieve things 
will never satisfy what our souls truly crave. Because the things that we truly desire as humans, fulfillment, happiness, peace, joy, those things only come from the inside. Those things I truly believe to my core. Those things are a direct result of being rooted and grounded internally. It's our thoughts, our beliefs, our mindsets, our faith, our sense of identity and self-worth. Those are the things that determine to what extent we experience joy, freedom, and happiness. And often we can have a tendency, again, to reach outside of ourselves to acquire and attain things in order to fill internal needs, only to discover that once we have those things, our internal needs remain unfulfilled. That was my experience until I began to look internally and until I began to pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus. And I share my personal journey from bondage to freedom, from lack to abundance, from anxiety to inner peace, from disappointment to fulfillment and joy, and the steps that I took to break free and experience transformation in two of my books. And so for those of you who right now might be feeling that you're struggling, cycling in and out of patterns or habits or perhaps addictions, I believe that there is something in my book, How to Break the Cycle of Temptation, Addiction, and Guilt from the Inside Out, that might help you. So I encourage you to check out that book. For those of you right now who might be struggling in relationships, feeling heartbroken, disillusioned, disappointed, and wondering if maybe it's not possible for you to have a healthy relationship, I encourage you to check out my book, The Truth About Trust, The Secret to Thriving in Any Relationship. I was inspired to write these books and share my journey because I truly believe that when we go through trials, when we go through challenges, when we go through valleys, and we make it through to the other side, our triumphs aren't just for us. Our victories are not just for us. Other people mm -hmm. can learn from our experience and from our testimony. Mm -hmm. And so you can check out both of those books on Amazon. You can just search for my name, Joy with an I, J-O-I, Ross, R-O-S-S, or go to my website, joyross.com, click the products tab, and you can find both of those books there, as well as some additional resources for free. So I am grateful on this show for the opportunity to be able to bring conversations with guests who also have experienced personal transformation and who are now using their gifts, their talents, their resources to serve others, using their stories to serve others. So my hope is that by hearing my story and the experience of the guests on this show, you'll be encouraged. You'll know that you are not alone. You'll know that you matter. You were created for a purpose. And that no matter what circumstances you're facing right now, no matter how dark it may look, no matter how bleak, it may seem. Here's the truth. If transformation could happen for me, and if it could happen for the guests on this show, guess what? It can and it will happen for you too, if you truly want that. So our aim as we move forward today in conversation is that something will be said to help you take just one small step forward, because that's how transformation happens, folks. It's a one step by step 
by another step by another step process day by day. So keep that in mind as we move into conversation today. I'm so excited to have with me in the studio, Diane Burton. Diane is a Christian author, a TEDx presenter and speaker, a certified grief coach. In fact, she was the 2013 Coach of the Year for the Grief Coach Academy. She's also a certified and licensed facilitator with the John Maxwell team, a holistic cancer coach, certified health and wellness and weight release coach, and a Christian women's self-image coach. This woman is super busy, right? She's been married to her husband, Ken, who is also a pastor for 47 years. They've got two children, two grandsons, and her book, The Master's Masterpiece, which we're going to talk about today, includes a 10-week devotional journey based on the scripture that says we are God's masterpiece. Diane, welcome to the show. I'm so honored to have you as my guest today. Thank you, Joy. It is a pleasure to be here, and I'm honored also. Yes. So, Diane, I know that you have a powerful story and testimony about your own weight and health journey and what led you to becoming a coach. And I want to get into that and also talk about your book. But first, before we get into that, I want to just ask you, um, as I ask all of my guests, to think about the past 24 to 24 hours, maybe the past week, and share with us one challenge that you've faced it can be in terms of personal development or business or any area. What's one challenge that you've faced recently and what steps did you take to overcome it? Well, you know, <laughs> I have decided to do some decluttering. And I had many, many things that belonged to my children that they were not able to take with them when they moved out, when they went to college, got married. And this past weekend, I invited my sister, who was really good at helping me, and I started decluttering through my children's things. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, Joy, that's not the easiest thing to do because our hearts are just attached to these things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm looking actually at a table right now with some things on it that we're going to get rid of. But you know what was so wonderful was knowing that they are, they're now good with me letting go, and now they're going to somewhere else to, to, to another child. Because many of these things are still really great things, and so another child can have joy with what belongs to my children. But it's a challenge because it's a, it tugs at your heart when you let go of things that were your children's. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. What's interesting, Diane, which you probably don't even know is for the past, I'm going to say a few weeks on the show, the topic of detachment and attachment has been one, maybe even longer than the past few weeks. Now that I think about it, this topic is, is one that comes up um, often with respect to what we attach ourselves to mm -hmm. and how difficult it can be to, as you said, in a very practical way in terms of decluttering, um, but just in life, sometimes it's difficult to detach from things that we've been attached to, ways of thinking, ways of being, but how necessary it is to detach and to use your word, declutter 
and sort of clear things out in order for us to move forward into the next chapter, into the next season, right? Yes. So I love that. Um, speaking of attachment, I know one of the areas that you have a lot of expertise in and that you're certified in is grief coaching and uh, grief counseling. And so I think sometimes we have a tendency to think about grief within the context only of death, but really grief is universal, right? And it has to do with any sort of like detachment, right? Can actually spark feelings of grief. And I think around the holidays, research shows uh, in particular that things like depression and grief um, are higher. So can you just... Speak to us a little bit for the benefit of people who are listening, who might be having some feelings um, and they're not really sure what's happening with them on the inside. What what are some common signs of grief and how can people know if they're grieving versus just maybe having a moment of sadness? Well, you know, Joy, the sadness can even be a form of grief because, as you said, grief isn't just death. There was grief surrounding letting go of the little bullied girl. and I know we'll get into that. Um, there's grief surrounding the fact that some people won't get to be with their families for Christmas. We're, we chose Thanksgiving with our children. We're not going to get to be with them at Christmas. And so, so many different things. And I look at the people at church that there's so many that are in the hospital right now and tough things going on. And this is supposed to be such a joyous time of year. Mm -hmm. And yet people can't, they can't, they're having trouble finding joy and happiness. And there is a difference because joy can be there no matter what is going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And when we can pull from God when we can talk to God about it, when we can ask Him about wisdom, give, to give us wisdom, when we can look to find the gratitude in what is going on in our life, because that's biblical. We've been told to be grateful in all circumstances because that's God's will. And so if we can talk to Him and say, God, help me find the gratitude in what's going on in my life. Help me to have the joy because we can't do it on our own. We've got to talk to Him about it. And ask him, what's the lesson you want me to learn through this? That's been one of the biggest things for me is to talk to him about what's the lesson. And when I can find the lesson, then the circumstance, the grief, the sadness that's in my life turns around and I view it in a different way because I'm I'm viewing it from the inside out instead of looking Mm -hmm. at what's outside of me. Mm-hmm. And I was, you answered another question that I was going to ask, which was for people who might be grieving or dealing with depression right now, what words of encouragement or what, what, you know, what suggestion, what, what would you say to them? And I think I just heard you say to look within mm-hmm. and look to God and yes. ask for how can I see the gratitude? How can I find the joy even in this situation? And yes. I think the last thing you said was, what is the lesson? What can I learn from this as I move forward? 
Is there anything else that you that you would add? Yes, ma'am. I what I've learned to do is to look for the lesson, the blessing, and or the gift in every single situation in my life. And by doing that, again, I've been able to work through that circumstance. I've been able to find joy. Because when you when you ask God to show you the lesson, that's personal growth. If we will accept it, when we can find the blessing and or gift, there's personal growth there. And then I'm getting, I'm relying on God for comfort, which then I'll be able to give other people comfort because I've mm-hmm. received comfort from God. And mm-hmm. so one of the gratitude, one of the things about gratitude is we may not be, we may not like the situation we're in. However, someday you will be that catalyst for someone who is going through a, a situation very similar to yours. Mm-hmm. And then you'll realize that God is using you. He's working through you to serve mm-hmm. others. And that right there, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for is to serve others and to be able to to be that catalyst for others when they're when they're grieving and hurting. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that and encouraging us. And I, I know that sometimes it's really difficult, right, when you're in the mm-hmm. midst of a dark period or a valley or uh, just a, a trying circumstances. Uh, but that's those are words of wisdom that you shared. Mm-hmm. You guys. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We have not yet even begun to dive into all of the wonderful things in Diane's background. And uh, I think this conversation is really going to uh, be very helpful and encouraging and uplifting. So we're going to get into some other juicy topics on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today. Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, everybody. We are in the studio today with Diane Burton. And just before the break, Diane, we were talking about, and and to wrap up this conversation about grief, which, again, I think is a very relevant topic, especially for this time of year and just in this season that we've been in with uh, the pandemic and, and everything that that has brought for people um, and how that's changed people's lives. So you mentioned to me in an earlier conversation, which I thought was interesting, um, that there's something called anticipatory grief and also unconventional grief. So before we move on to the next topic, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to speak to those things. What What is that? And then for people who are maybe experiencing either of those what words of encouragement or what tips or suggestions would you offer to them? You know, Joy's anticip- Joy, anticipatory grief is when you basically are waiting for someone to pass away. And that, you know, I don't mean to be morbid about that. However, it was, I went through that with my mom and we went through that with my husband's mom. And you know that they're going to be dying And usually people think of grief is after the death. I'll be Mm -hmm. grieving my mom or dad or whoever after the death. Yet there is grief. There's so much grief as you wait. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the caregivers and the family, sometimes people forget about them. Mm. And the same with an unconventional grief. Unconventional grief, uh, an example would be, um, a child that has a parent that has uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm. And it's, it's like, I'm grieving my mom. This isn't who my mom is anymore. That's my mom there. She's not the person I remember. And so there's a grief surrounding this. And so it's, it's not your normal type of grief. And again, as the caregiver, as the loved one, people forget sometimes about them. And so it's important for all of us that when someone is in that situation as the caregiver watching, waiting for their loved one to to pass away or watching their parent, their loved one in this dementia, Alzheimer's, or even a stroke victim as they're watching Mm -hmm. this, if we, as those who are looking in, 
could realize that the caregiver really needs to be able to speak to someone, to share their heart, to Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I'm hurting, I'm grieving. And for for them, the caregiver, give yourself some space, allow yourself to grieve, and also be sure, as, as we hear on the airplane, put your mask on. Give yourself some care. Give yourself some time and see if you can get someone to to help you. And if necessary, talk with a therapist or a coach or someone so that you can share the grief you're going through because people don't realize that is a true grief and they don't know mm-hmm. what how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so profound. And I think that does speak, Diane, to what many people are experiencing. And so one thing that I took away from that, and I'm sure there are listeners like me who maybe you know somebody who is in one of these categories that Diane mentioned, anticipatory grief or unconventional grief because they have a parent who's going through some sort of sickness or um, whatever the situation is. And I think what we can do is be a friend, be support, um, reach out to those people and just love on them. And then I'm going to repeat back the tips that I heard you give for caregivers in particular. So for those of you who are taking notes, I'm always taking notes uh, during these conversations. Here's what I captured. If you are a caregiver, and experiencing either anticipatory grief or unconventional grief, give yourself space. Know that it's okay for you to allow yourself to feel and seek support. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to someone if you feel that you need to do that. And then fourthly, I heard you loud and clear, Diane, put your mask on (laughs) first. And I repeated that one back because I think sometimes we can feel guilty, right? Um, But it's essential that you take care of yourself, do what you need to do so that you're okay, so that you can continue to care for the people that you're caring for. So Diane, I'm going to jump over on a related note. So as we're talking about, and I know grief coaching is one of the areas that you are certified in. You're also certified to coach in a a lot of other areas. (laughs) Um, What types of people do you typically coach and train? Mainly, I work with Christian women, and I work with women in direct sales because I've been a part of a direct sales company for over 40 years. And so I've been working with a lot of those women. And then I just have women who come to me, they see me on social media and they'll contact me. And, you know, Joy, it doesn't matter what is going on in their life. The training I received as a grief coach works in all aspects Mm -hmm. because anytime someone has something going on in their life, it can be from the past, it can be from right now, there is a form of grief there. And so asking questions, digging deep, helping them pull out what is going on, 
And a lot of people don't realize that the things that are happening right now in their life, they brought a lot of it in from their past. Mm, very interesting. And yeah, I want to I wanna ask, I'm curious. So Christian women primarily and people who are involved in direct sales, we talk a lot on this show about mindset, thoughts, uh, like pretty much like what's going on in our heads, right? Whether yeah. it's negative self-talk or imposter syndrome or, or a number of other things. I'm curious, with the women that you coach, are there perhaps like, what would you say the top two or three mindset challenges are that you see? You know, it is so interesting. That is such a good question because they come and their first thought is fix me. And I'm like, I can't fix you. And they think I'm going to tell them how to make a million dollars. And what they don't realize is they've got to work on that mindset. And most of the time is it has to do with they just do not believe in who they are. They do not realize how amazing they are because they've been beat down. And so they come to me with this thought that they're not good enough. Mm. And I will ask them, how much is enough? (laughs) We can't measure that. So they don't Mm. think they're worthy. They don't think they're good enough. They, they see what others are doing. And this, I did this myself. I watched what others were doing they can do it, but I can't. And so that's where we've got to start is on this limiting belief mm. and believing a lie. They've, they've mm. lived it for so long that they don't realize they're living a lie and that mm. it's oh, they can have that mind shift. They can override the negative thoughts that are there. It is possible. And that their thinking has got to shift. And I tell them that what, they, what they're thinking, they can't not have happen. They've got to realize that if they're thinking nev- negative, it's what's going to happen. They've got to turn it around to what they want. And I've had people come in to me before and just sit down and go, well, I, I don't want to be this. Okay, tell me what you want. <laughs> you know, mm. what do you want? Because your mind, your your whole body, every cell in your body is listening mm. to every word that comes out of our mouth. And it's going to it's as though your subconscious mind is saying, Okie doke, if that's the way you're gonna think, then that's how we're gonna live. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And so we've got to change that thinking. And we sometimes, you may think this is crazy, but we sometimes have to have a conversation with our with our subconscious mind mm-hmm. and let it know that we're okay, that what I'm doing is safe. So mm. that you know, it's that we got to really work to override that limiting belief and that doubt and that fear. So that's fascinating to me. Um, they don't believe in who they are. They have this, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. And believing lies about themselves. 
all of those to me are sort of identity oriented, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you even Mm -hmm. said, they're not sure. They don't realize how wonderful they are, right? Which is probably something that most humans uh, deal with and struggle with. So I do want to zoom in. I think you kind of alluded to this, but again, for the listeners who are taking notes, who are hearing this and they know that they too have these challenges of not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, right? Um, Not believing in themselves. How, what are some, what are some specific steps? Um, And you can answer this in the way of maybe some routines, some actions, some specific things that you could suggest I'll say maybe one or two that they can begin doing to start to make the shift out, right? To get on another, a healthier path in terms of their thought life. First one is I would say a gratitude journal because I started doing that a few years ago. Every day I write in a gratitude journal. And when you are grateful for things, then you have that shift. And one of the things I do is I have a prayer journal. And I shared this with you when we were talking before. And I I think this will be a good thing to share. I write in my prayer journal every day. And very few people know this. I write it like a letter to God. And at the end, I say, I sign it. I love you, comma, Diane. Mm. And then I say, Diane, comma, I love you. Mm. Because I had to learn to love myself. I did not like myself. I did not love the person I saw in the mirror. And I know we're going to get into my story in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so every day when I sign my journaling letter to God, and it, I just pour my heart out. I never know when I start writing what's going to come out. I think I do, and then it just flows. And by me saying, I love you to him, it's as though I'm saying to myself, Diane, I love you, but it also feels like God is saying, Diane, I love you. And that joy has changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. And helps helps me to believe in myself and to know because he, he created me. What's deep about what's deep about that to me is these sound like such simple things, mm-hmm. right? And we hear a lot about gratitude and you know, write write it down, have a gratitude journal or have a gratitude list every day. But what I'm hearing come through as you speak to this, is there is a supernatural power. There's an energy. There is a shift that begins to occur that we may not even be able to fully understand intellectually, Mm -hmm. let alone articulate, that does happen. And so there's something about writing down, and even scientifically, actually, it's been proven. Mm -hmm. There are all types of studies on the power of gratitude. And what jumped out at me is I think part of what happens is as we focus on what am I grateful for, it takes our thoughts off of how 
not good enough we are, right? Takes our thoughts off of these negative things that we're believing about ourselves and it puts them somewhere else. Yes. And And that's part of the power of that. Mm -hmm. And Joy, the gratitude journal isn't just tangible things. Mm -hmm. I wrote recently that I'm grateful for prayer. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for love. I'm grateful for forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. many times it's tangible. I'm grateful right now. I have a warm home, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I'm great. I'm grateful for a garage. I've put things like that, but I also put what's intangible because that's what's going to help us to realize we are more than enough Mm -hmm. when we're in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are worthy. And mm-hmm. when we can be grateful for those types of things, then that helps us. Oh, that mind shift is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I'm going to encourage and lovingly challenge, if you're listening right now, I lovingly challenge you to try this. If you are not right now in the habit of uh, keeping a gratitude journal, start. Why not? Try it and see for yourself what type of shift this starts to create within you. I think this is one of those inside out transformative uh, types of practices. So both a gratitude journal and a prayer journal, those are the things that Diane mentioned. I encourage you to try those. So we're going to take one more. This will be our final commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? Hillary Caesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? 
Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, everybody, to Living Inside Out today. So before the commercial break, we were talking with our guest today, Diane Burton, and Diane had dropped uh, for us two of what I would call daily routines, two of the daily routines, daily habits that she has incorporated into her life that have made a huge difference with respect to mindset and self worth and identity. And those two things were keeping a gratitude journal and a prayer journal. So Diane, I want to pick up um, on a similar note and ask you to talk to us a little bit about your, if there are other daily habits or routines that you have that you think might be beneficial to the listeners. I want to give you an opportunity to share those and then tell us a little bit about your personal transformation journey and what led to you writing this book, The Master's Masterpiece. I kind of asked two questions in one. (laughs) So you may have to remind me. So another habit I have is I I do some kind of exercise every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go to a boot camp three mornings a week. I do some online. I'll get on the treadmill. It's very important for me to just be, to, to move and to get my heart going and uh, get the blood flowing. So I do that. And then um, to be careful what I, I watch what I eat. And that goes with my story, my transformation. And so my story is that at the age of six, I started gaining weight. I mean, I was this cute little petite thing. And then all of a sudden at age six, Diane is gaining weight. My parents were concerned. They took me to the doctor. He said, there's nothing wrong with her. And yet I continued to gain weight. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I was right at 100 pounds heavier than I should, would be good for my height and, and build. And all through the years, Joy, people bullied me. Back then, we called it teasing. As I look at it now, it was really being bullied. And I I look back and I think, all of a sudden, Diane was different. All of a sudden, this cute little girl, this cute little petite girl was overweight. And it was almost as though I was being treated differently just because I was overweight. And I have yet to figure out why people think it's okay to say some of the things they say to people Hmm. that are so hurtful. And yet I tried to be quote the jolly kid and laugh with them. And yet deep down inside, I was hurting a lot and the kids made comments. I even had some teachers make comments that were very hurtful and I allowed to keep me from even thinking I was creative, that I was smart I didn't make very good grades when I was in school. I did not do well on my ACT. Couldn't get into the college I wanted to. And then my senior year, I would go to school in the morning and the afternoon. I'd work at a bank. And one of the ladies there one day said, Diane, we're going to this weight loss meeting tonight. Do you want to go? And I said, yeah. 
And all through those years from young till I was a senior in high school, it, if somebody said something to me about my weight, I put the wall up. Hmm. I could look in the mirror and see that I was overweight, but I, I guess you could say I was stubborn. <laughs> you know, someone said something, it just made me, you know, put no, no, I'm not going to listen to you. And yet when she invited me to that meeting, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And that night I chose, quote, a diet. It -hmm. wasn't the healthiest. However, I started it. I had the support of my parents and I began to lose weight. I now say release because I let it go. That was in January of 1971. And so I've kept it off for over 50 years. And by the time I started college, I was a healthy weight. And over the years, I've released some more to be where I am now. And yet, Joy, I did not release that bullied little girl Mm -hmm. from my thoughts, from my heart. And I carried her. And I would sabotage myself. I got into the direct sales business that I'm a part of in 1981. And that's where I would say, oh, you can achieve, you can achieve. And I didn't believe I could. Eventually I did, yet I would continue to sabotage myself. And so over the years, I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't like what I saw. And every time... This was Wait, and this was even after you had lost... Yes. Significant amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, my husband never knew me that way. And so bless his heart, every time I got dressed, I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, does this make me look fat? And then my daughter heard me saying that. And I, in night, in um, about 15, 16 years ago, I met a coach who you have interviewed on here, Sean Smith. I met him through this direct sales company and I started coaching with him. And then through him, I met Aurora Winter of the Grief Coach Academy. And after listening to her, I thought, I want to be a grief coach. And I started going to the training events. And it was at the very first event that she was going through uh, a process with me that we realized I had been holding on to that little bullied girl for 40 years. It was Mm. exactly 40 years because this was January of 2011. And I came home from that event and I had this picture, my senior picture that I would carry in my purse. Mm. And I pulled that out and I tore it apart. I set my husband down at the dining table and I said, this is no longer me. And I ripped it apart and I burned it. Wow. And I cried because of letting go of her, that was a form of grief right there, Joy, Mm -hmm. because I was finally letting go of this person who had been with me all those years. I was Mm -hmm. almost 58 years. I was 57, I believe, 58 years old at that time. Okay. You know what is coming up? I, I absolutely have to, and don't lose your thought, but as you're talking, I'm like, wow, we've come full circle back to attachment and detachment. Yes. Because yes. what I'm hearing in your story really powerfully is you were still attached to your old identity 
And until you released and detached from that, you couldn't move forward, even though you had lost the weight. Okay, that's powerful. I just had to insert that the power of detachment, even detaching from identities that aren't true to who we are. So yeah, so how did you detach? So you burned, you tore up the picture, you burned it, you said out loud, this is not me. And that was this, the, it started at that grief coach event. This was right after I got home from that event. And then um, I shared with Aurora at one time, she kept saying, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. And I'm like, I, I've always wanted to get my story out. I've always wanted to give women hope. Mm-hmm. And so we were coaching one day, we were over the phone and I shared with her that I loved Ephesians 2.10 about being God's masterpiece. However, I did not feel like I was his his masterpiece. I was a broken masterpiece. And she said, I want you to run with that. And it was my turn to teach our ladies Bible class for the next quarter. And so week by week, I started writing lessons. And Ephesians 2.10 was the starting point in Psalm 139, where we're fearfully and wonderfully made and knit together. That became a part of it. And then over time, I, I taught that class and people started saying, do you have a book? Do you have a book? And I was like, no. And now we have the book, The Master's Masterpiece. And it came from that beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's 10 chapters, each chapter is a question with four answers. And so it's, it's my story is sprinkled in it. It's full of scripture about being God's masterpiece, about taking care of yourself physically to be your best spiritually and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it's through that process that I began to realize God really does love me. And it didn't matter if I was 100 pounds overweight. He still loved me. Mm -hmm. And yet now I want to take care of this creation for him. Because this is a gift from him. I don't own this. And, And his temple lives in me. And I want to take good care of it so that I can be my best for him so I can serve others, I, so I can be a good wife, a good grandmother, a good mother, a good coach. Mm-hmm. I want to be my best for others. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not giving the care to myself, if I'm not loving me, I can't do for others the way God wants me to. And so that's that's what's happened. And now I learned something called the mirror exercise where you look in the mirror and I have some um videos I've done. And the first, the question I ask is, who did you see in the mirror today? Mm. And I invite the audience to go look in the mirror, look yourself straight in the eye and say, I love you. And then to speak your name. Most people can't do it. I've had people tell me they cry the first time they do it because they That's don't powerful. love what they see. That's so powerful, Diane. You know what jumped out at me while I was listening before we wrap up today to your story is how when you said you didn't feel like his masterpiece and that you were broken. And I had this visual of a mosaic. Mosaic is a lot of little pieces that if you pull it all apart, it just looks like broken glass or broken pieces 
But when those are put back together, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of work, right? I have that in my book. (laughs) I absolutely love that. And your book sounds really amazing. And I'm presuming people can find your book, The Master's Masterpiece on Amazon. Yes, be sure to get the book. There's a journal that goes with it. And sometimes the journal pops up. So be sure that you're getting the book and they can they can get it. They're on Amazon through my website. Okay. And just real quickly, we've got literally a minute and a half, uh, Diane, before we wrap up. Um, Is there anything that you would want to say? I know that you're a pastor's wife. I think this time of year about all of the people who might be going to church with their family members and maybe they don't go to church on a regular basis, but they're going to be at a Christmas Eve service or a Christmas Day service. Um, for people who've never been to church before, they're afraid, maybe they have hurt in their past from Mm -hmm. church. Um, what would you want them to know about the Jesus that you serve? And I know that's a big question, but I'm going to ask you to give us like a 20 second answer. You know what? The Jesus I serve is all about love and kindness and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And if we can put that into our life. And when we walk into that building for that worship service, if we can look around with who can I serve today? Who can I be kind to today? Who can I love on? Take self out of that Mm. and go in with the heart to serve and love. I love it. And we're going to leave it there, folks, on love. We're going to end on love today. What a beautiful place to land. Diane, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. You guys, let me know what touched you today? What encouraged you today? Write to me at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. Let me know. I love hearing from you. And if you have any questions about anything that we discussed on today's show, drop me a note and let me know. And uh, we will definitely circle back because my goal is to serve you. So until next time, I'll leave you guys with our final tip. And around here, you know that tip is an acronym for transformation is possible. And it begins by making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace. Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.